it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you're listening to this, this is the Often Daunted Podcast. I am your host, Burke White, and this Indiana Hoosier program has been down this bad very few times in my time of fandom. So uh, as, as I was just tired of recapping these games the same way, Indiana getting blown out in the first, puts a few minutes of a comeback together, but one that is ultimately fruitless when they've uh, just used up everything they've got just to get back in these games. Um, I'm, I'm getting tired of what I'm watching, and uh, Indiana basketball has never been more of a chore for me to watch. Uh, but but you know what? At the end of the day, I love this program, and possibly even more so, I love those that share the highs and lows of each Indiana season with me, as my two guests today most certainly do. I've brought on two of my old college roomies, and uh, goes without saying, lifelong buds, to discuss this game and the existential questions about this team right now. And you may not know them, but I want them on my show. So, uh, hey, these are the guys that I go to celebrate the good, bitch about the bad, and daydream Banner 6 possibilities with. So uh, I I just wanted to reach out to them, have them on the show, and make sure I wasn't just going to be a grumpy bitch this whole episode. Um, Before we discuss the game and the season at large, uh, I just wanted to ask you, Don and Kevin, thanks for joining me. Again, just awesome to have you guys finally on the Often Daunted podcast. Thanks uh, for having us. Happy to be here, Burke. Before we started, I thought it would be healthy just to uh, name, name three things you really love and are thankful for about this Indiana Hoosiers program. Don? Oh, you know, uh, right now it's going to be hard to find some things, but, you know, i I, I uh really thankful for the fan base that we have that we can all share in this disappointing season with and, you know, bitch and moan like you mentioned earlier. Um, it, it, it's truly almost a fan base that doesn't deserve this, but... Yes, I, I would say that's a good that's a good way of <laughs> summarizing our fan base. We, we deserve better than this, for sure. Um, and this kind of goes back into the fan base. But number two, it's got to be the history. I mean, not to sound like a spoiled brat, but yes, we, we deserve better than this. The product that's been put on the floor for us the last couple of weeks has been completely unacceptable, not even for an Indiana standard, just for a competent program. Um, so it's, we're lucky that we have the history that we do, or we'd just be another program that no one cares about. But it's Indiana basketball. People care. So, And number three, as I'm watching a women's game right now, uh, the women play <laughs> Iowa. Uh, I think we've got a beautiful facility, Assembly Hall. Um, you know, not the best sight lines, but we're lucky to have what we have. And this program is a shell of what it once was. It could be so much more. Um, so, yeah, those are three things I'm thankful for, but in a negative tone. Yeah, that was very sad. But, uh, Kevin, on to you. <laughs> three things yeah. you're thankful for. No, I mean, it's well, well spoken, Don. Honestly, there's a lot to be grateful for. And the history, the fans, the team. What, what's really nice to me is the flashes of like excellence that you see even in a game like Nebraska that like you know something is there and like you get excited and you get uh, inspired and the fans are inspired like the hall was rocking for a little bit uh last night and it's it's definitely there and like that's the fan base that's the passion that's the love and knowing that exists is just why guys you know come to Indiana there's tradition there's culture there's like just true excitement and you know, appreciation for what's going on. And so I don't know how many things I just listed off, but you know, it's probably more yeah. than three, but um, really it's a great place to be. My colleague is at the Indiana Iowa game tonight. He's an Iowa alum and has been trying to take his daughters to go see um, Kaylin Clark, which I mean, I feel like she sells out to everywhere she goes now, but you know, the women's team certainly something to be grateful for. But I think what it is that we, we just have like a really strong donor base. And even when the program's down, it's kind of comforting knowing that we still kind of have some money to throw around. I mean, this is a program where, you know, or a school, I guess, where football is not, you know, the moneymaker per se. And so that's a huge advantage that we have. You know, you talk about the facilities, you know, what we are able to offer these guys. It's comforting. And 
you know, I'm not as pessimistic. I mean, we come off of a win like we did against Iowa the other night. I felt great. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah. We can get into it. There's a lot of yeah, problems. We're totally just bipolar with our reactions. But, I mean, dude, it's it's been a historically – like, these losses are historic in the nature of them. And just like, yeah, let's just talk about the Nebraska game. Yeah. Like, uh, one, that, one quick like, thing I wanted to piggyback off being thankful for. He uh, brought up the fact that, you know, we have this large donor base. And that's what keeps me hopeful today after that historic loss is that knowing that if we get the right guy in place, kind of speaking futuristically here, we have the donor base in the NIL era to not have a down year. It's we, no, not a lot of programs, if any, have the pocket that Indiana does to bring in a highly talented roster. So my, my that's what keeps me hopeful is, you know, if we do decide to try something different. Yeah. Yeah. We, everyone who's afraid to jump ship for the next season, it's a, whoever we go and get is going to have be coaching a ranked team right now. And he'll be able to say, hey, guys, you want to go to Indiana University? Come play like, me and come yeah, get a he'll lot just of take that team and then probably a few better guys because it's Indiana now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, there's never a – there's – I like the whole way – again, Mike Woodson dropped the line where he's just like, man, this team has to gel this season. And I'm like, man, it's the year of the NIL. You don't have time to gel. Dudes are going to be able to build rosters right out the gate that are ready to jump come the non-con schedule. And, like, having a team gel together over the course of a season, I'm, I'm not going to, like, be okay with that mindset for another season of Indiana basketball. I'm just not. I was resigned to it this year. I'm not trusting it again this year because I, I thought about it long enough to know, no, that's that's a sorrowful excuse. Especially with the talent that we have on this roster, given, you know, the Malik, the, the Kalel, those guys may not be on this roster next year. And I don't believe that we have the ability to add ta- more talented guys than them. So that's what's scary to me is if we keep the current coaching with less talent, it can get really bad next year. Like, historically bad. Worse than this. Historically bad. Man, this Nebraska game was just, this was our worst loss since we lost to them 38-18, to 18, man. And this this has been a trend where we are losing these games the worst we've lost them since, like, the shot clock was installed, since uh, segregation was no longer a thing. Like, it, it's crazy, these losses that we are taking. And it, it, I just, on this show, I try to be just hopelessly optimistic. I'm always going to pull for the Hoosiers, whatever they're doing. I'm a, I'm a company man in that regard. But, man, they are just making it damn near impossible. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy. What, what stood out to me in the game last night is, you know, we know, you know Tominaga is going to pull up from, you know, 24, 25 feet. And we made the same mistakes we did last night that we did in the Army game, in game two. The, that Army team that had no business being in the same Ryan court as us. Yes, going under on ball screens, not closing out on shooters. Not, you're bigger than them. Box out, they're getting offensive boards like crazy. Um, so it's, a, it's the same effort that was given in game two. There's been no progress since game two for the most part. If there has been, it's usually two steps forward and five steps back with this team. It's, it's, it's incredible that we haven't gotten it really, much, other than a couple of players here and there, as a team, the collective effort and output has gotten worse throughout the year which is really concerning it's kind of the hustle and honestly mm-hmm. the free throw shooting has just gotten so much worse and you know you look at our team if we're not hitting threes we have two very talented big men down low we should be going to the line and we should be just you know cashing in like so many times per game we're not talking like zach eating numbers but we are talking two very talented big men and it's not like malik isn't naturally talented it's just uh, a matter of us not getting the free throws i I think I saw a stat that said Kalel Ware, the beginning of the season, was shooting somewhere in the mid-70s from the line. I think in the last several games, he's been shooting in the mid-50s. There was... Yeah. I think he missed four in a row last night. Am I wrong? Uh, I I forget, man. It was just such a slew of (laughs) depression, just waves and waves hitting me. There are high school basketball teams that shoot better from the free throw line than we do. I mean, there are just kids who show up to practice and shoot free throws for an hour. We don't do that. 
and that's what's most infuriating about some of our offensive game plan. Mike Woodson knows that we're somewhat deficient at the free throw line, and it's only really offensive game plan is to go inside to Malik and Khalil Air. And if that doesn't work, then it's Trey throwing up a prayer. We're just broken offensively, completely broken. Uh, how, how do we fix free throws? It is what it is at this point. Um, you got Some of the confidence. Dude, I look at this team's free throws, and I, I think how there's no way they would even be on the radar to get recruited here if this is what they were. They you, aren't you, this. You they aren't, aren't gonna, this. You aren't going to fix the free throws at this point. They are, they're a poor free throw shooting team. What, what's the most concerning part is that knowing that you're so offensively deficient, you have to know you're going to have to scrap on the defensive end, and the, the defensive effort is just as bad. So this is an overall just a bad team. There's there's not a whole lot of bright spots. Um, yeah, if, Can if I say one, one, I put that one bright spot yeah, I'm happy yeah. with? CJ Gunn just happens to sometimes shoot the three. That's not a bright spot. Dude, he, he, but, he, he and, is the and they're all coming legs. in garbage time. They are all coming when we are down 20 points, and it just – I don't want to. I don't want to talk bad about a kid, but no, he he would not be a right spot. It, it, it does come in garbage time when we're down twenty and he gets it down to eleven. Um, he had a couple last night that got us back into it. Yeah, he would have. No, he was uh, big. Uh, yeah, he, he did have a mini run. That was, he that had, was nice yeah, to see. He had some I nice just wish he could be more consistent. Player. Very inconsistent player. Well, that just describes the whole squad, doesn't it? Yeah. I no mean, one... we talked about Trey. Mm-hmm. Trey could a, be a, rock a good star. game every five. Hey, I want to. I want to throw this out before we move on from free throws, though. I thought there is a way to fix it. Now, like, I, I just want to see this team, this coaching staff trying anything. Isn't that the most frustrating part of all this? We're doing the same thing every time. How do you know they're not trying? And, dude, like, the, the Purdue game, Kalel gets those two fouls. You sit him with seven minutes. You foul him out. It's That happened time after time, and it's like, dude, we're underdogs. At, we're like 15-point underdogs in Mackey. You, you're I, not just going to throw him out there? And, I, think it's, I think it's unrelated. Sorry, I thought we were talking about free throws. Um, no, 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 on free throws. But I was just saying, the way that I would <laughs> – I honestly think this might help the team, free throws, if they uh, have an open practice, live stream of practice – where you just have every student come into campus or come into the assembly hall. And guess what? You are, you guys are shooting three free throws in assembly hall with some fans for three hours. You sound like one of the unhinged pigs posters. So that Dude, was... it would work. Don't all say right. it wouldn't. The whole thing is eyes are all on them and they just freeze. It's crazy. I guess in your defense, there is no way to prove it, has, it wouldn't work. So sure. Why not? <laughs> Shut up. All right. No. So, so when you're, when you're watching what is currently happening with this team, I, I like it. Everyone loves being like, it's not as bad as the RG era. Well, how do you feel about this? Where are we at? You want to take that one, Kevin? I, can, uh, I mean, it's we have a ton of talent. We don't have a TJD, obviously. I mean, if you look at what he's doing in the NBA, it's it's obvious he was a standout and you know blurred a lot of lines for Woodson over the years. But I am what I'm seeing this year is that we are just being out-muscled, out-hustled, just in general. Like, we're not keeping up, and we're settling for weak passes, which lead to either weak shots or turnovers, or ultimately, like, every move seems to be worse than the next, unless we're playing, you know, that seven, eight-minute stretch of terrific basketball, which doesn't last. And it's so obvious. I think it really stood out in that Auburn game when, you know, I don't think they were ranked at the time, but and looking at it later in the season, they're a spectacular team, Bruce Pearl being a big reason for that probably i mean we certainly have better talent but you have to gel and you have to know how to kind of give a shit and that's my biggest issue and maybe we're i don't know and the season is too far gone but we when we were in school playing at home god i i only really remember a handful of losses yeah that year god we were number one we lost like minnesota in the middle of the week and it was like the one most stressful time i had spent in assembly hall nothing and more than losing when you're that hyped <laughs> every game was torture uh no you no. know what this might suck more this, this is embarrassing this is, this is the worst what's what stuck out to me uh, just watching last night i'm like this is absolutely horrible i logged on to peaks.com as one would do after losing a game and i read the net rankings for like 102 or something 
this is the worst net ranking we've had since Crean's second season, in which you know the best players were a freshman Matt Roth, uh, a Jeremiah Rivers, who was a, like the third string back point guard on Georgetown team the year before that. So think about that roster, and then think about the current roster. On paper, what would we give for a Matt Roth right now? No kidding. Yeah. On paper, this roster would beat that team by 20 easily, and we're right around that net ranking of that team. And that, to me, is just poor roster construction, poor lineups, poor yeah, just poor effort as as Kevin alluded to it's just it's unfathomable that this current roster of you know high four star a couple five stars yeah. mixed in would have to would be hanging around the 2009 Indiana Hoosiers team with people pull up that roster it is comical how bad that team was I, I I can't believe how badly we were underperforming it is absolutely unbelievable that the 2009 team is around this this roster unreal damn yeah dude yep so I mean that happened I mean, so what realistically, how do we fix this? What what happens from here for Indiana? Like, okay, so what do you think Dolson should do? What do you think Dolson does? What 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 is what happens with Indiana? What before we do that, like what what does Saturday look like with Penn State coming off of that Illinois win? We're gonna go into themselves? Penn State. It's gonna be a sleepy atmosphere. Noon in Happy Valley. Dude, they got up for Illinois. I was impressed. Oh. Saturday, students ain't got shit to do. The one, the one thing that really annoys me about Penn State, at least on their Big, Big Ten broadcast, they have, they don't have a whole lot of fans there, and they'll have a camera near the student section, and you can hear one guy yelling the whole time. Check for that on Saturday. Um, <laughs> but I, I imagine we're going to roll in there. You know, they just gave it to us a couple weeks ago at home. I, I think we're, I think we've given up at this point. We've checked out. These guys got to play for the front of the jersey. Um, really, I just want to see some effort. I think we'll give it a, a solid first half. You know, but I think we'll we'll want to run in the second half, and we won't have an answer just like we've seen all year. And we'll end up losing by you know ten to twelve points, and oh my god, it'll be the same canned excuses that that Woodson's been throwing out the last few weeks, and it'll just be more of this, this more existential dread. What do you think about the canned excuse of uh, Jalen Hutchifino that he had said? Well, you know, he knew he was going to be going. He knew he was in the NBA, and he knew we all he had, knew, didn't we? I mean, he, he, didn't he, I thought we knew like when Jalen committed? Even if you didn't know, once he declared and got drafted, you had all all spring and, and summer. Sorry, you had spring once he declared. In summer to add a port, some portal talent he rolled the dice on uh a trey galloway who we know he is not a starting guard in the big 10 he is a guy you want off the bench and a complete wild card in xavier johnson um you never know what you're gonna get with him and so he rolled the dice with those guys and didn't bring in any guard talent he tried but i don't know how you messed that up like we mentioned with our nil dude because um, he was pitching he was pitching playing alongside xavier johnson yeah That's i wouldn't a tough love, sell yeah well I, I love i love good x but man bad x is no, no, and it's just minute distribution. Like, you had to imagine that anybody who was, like, maybe Indiana, maybe I run the primary, but. Yeah, and so he spent his time in the portal getting where it's been a, a decent ad, but, you know, no other guards, and he added Peyton Sparks and um, Anthony Walker, who gave us a grand, Anthony Walker and Sparks gave us a grand total of zero minutes last night. So, you know, I think you just got to kind of smooth out the roster, um, and you can't, you can't make these the same decisions that you made the last offseason. You got to go completely away from what you did last year and try to adapt to the modern game. Add some dynamic guards. <laughs> we don't have those. <laughs> well, Kevin, we match up yeah. so poorly against Penn State guard wise. Was it Ace mm-hmm. Baldwin, Kanye Cleary? <laughs> like, Kanye's gone now. He's gone. He stopped going he, to class. Was, he was removed. Yeah, coach's decision removed from the program. Interesting. To which I said, okay. hey, it, unless like if it isn't crime related, let's go get that dude. Let's isn't have. That sad? Let's have. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 That that we're news. sitting here talking about. No, it's crime related. <laughs> like in general, that these guys who are playing the premier institutions. Are just like oh yeah well you know it's probably could be crime related that's definitely Dude, I mean, it's, it's happening two thirds it's of the ones that are really making headlines around the yeah we're used yeah, to the Kansas yeah, headlines the, sorry uh, Illinois businesses <laughs> facts rough um, no I mean I guess you know clearly being out opens things up a little bit but I uh, mean Kevin, was he out when we played Kevin, him? Kevin are you aware he did not play 
Yeah, because well, was that the game he was first out on? He was yeah. injured and then came I back. I watched a couple of games earlier. He was injured, came back off the bench, and then was upset about being off the bench and apparently not going to class. So. Well, you got to go to class now. Yeah, tell me. Well, yeah, Doug McDaniel, this it's crazy. This season's nuts. That's uh, that's a shame, but you know, we'll we'll see. No, so Kevin, no. what do you think? What do you think Dolson does? What do you think Dolson does? What do you think he should do? I, if I put myself in Woodson's shoes, I think to myself that I don't want to be remembered here and have, you know, this legacy of a coach that didn't perform well. I don't want to go out not swinging, but I also probably recognize that I don't have the right experience for this job. That's, I got hired because I'm an NBA coach and I can, you know, convince these guys that I can get them to the next level. When he got the job, it was not Mike Woodson as our coach. We had this like three-headed dragon between Woodson, Fife, and Thad Mata as like our athletic director of basketball, whatever that means. And you just had three brilliant minds working together. And it's clear that Woodson was not able to make that group mesh. And I'm sure there was some ego involved. And it probably wasn't all from Woodson, but more likely than not, it was his show. And it's not like... Thad Mata's having the same struggles at Butler that I use having today. And you just need to get someone who's a seasoned college basketball, offensive-minded assistant who is going to challenge the status quo and change something up, do something better, talk to the right guys who may not necessarily be five stars, but are going to, again, like mesh well or be coachable or for just God's sakes, hit some free throws, bring in the three-point specialist. It's just they're glaring holes. I I freaking was amazed. I was just like, ain't nobody can celebrate a free throw converted like Assembly Hall. Did you hear that place erupt when there was a free throw converted for the Hoosiers? Like, what what did you guys think about the Boo Birds? Like, just building on that, our own fans. It's tough. You don't want to – it's a bad look to boo your team off the floor, but last night's effort was just unacceptable. You know, if the guys are playing hard and you're not getting the results, you know. That's fine. Like it's a lot of the things we saw with green teams, like like with these guys, you can see the talents there. It's just as a cohesive unit, they just don't play well together. The effort's not there. It's just ugly basketball that is not satisfying to watch. And you know, if they're putting in even a fraction of the amount of effort you'd think would be acceptable, I would say don't boo them. But it's just they're just going through the motions out there, man. It's it's really it's really disheartening. So I think boo birds not always appropriate, but like this is completely unacceptable. If there's ever been a time for it, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I, you know, limits to that. Don't don't be going on you know social media and like trashing players and stuff. Um, no, never. Um, no, because but, and it's also just so glaringly obvious, man. This is from the top mm-hmm. down. There's an issue. Yeah. So I don't. How I don't hard know what, you got, go ahead. How, how hard do you think the Derek Queen news impacted the fan base going into the game last night? The, yeah. Um. The vibe. The, the vibes were already quite low going into yesterday. Um. When the when the Queen news started to leak on Tuesday, I, I was very concerned that it was going to bleed over to the fans, which I, I, I have a feeling it kind of did. And so it was just gut punch after gut punch. It, it, I, this is rock bottom, guys. This is rock bottom. It has you know, to be, right? Like, Assembly Hall, we're I mean, talking I about how special... We, we could lose by 30 on Saturday, and, you know, we could lose we could lose out by, you know, double digits all year. I don't think that'll happen, but... Yeah, the, but the, the, my whole thing with keep Woodson, get rid of Woodson, is, yes, I don't give a shit. It just cannot get worse from what we have right now. Like, uh, it cannot... Be- it just my keeps going Woodson, down. He he has he ha- he does things his way. Clearly, it's not working. This 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 reminds me of the end of the the Tom Allen era. You know, he he did things his way. Um, he kept his certain guys around his yes men, and this feels kind of like that. Not if, it's when. Like when when does this end? Can you can you survive going another year of this? We'll we'll lose so many fans, and and that means you know losing generations of fans. Once other people check out, that means you know their families to games and going back to the beginning of 
we were talking about, we just deserve better than this. Not to sound spoiled, but this fan base puts too much into yeah, yeah. this program through money, time. And I think we all see it. I think Woodson's been doing the same thing with his recruiting, with his roster construction um, for the last three years. And it doesn't fit the modern game. And it's, I think it's better for all the parties to just call it a clean break. But I'm not sure if Mike will, I think he, he's too much pride to call it quits. Go quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Kevin. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. You'd have to retire. I don't know another way. You can't, it's really hard to part ways with an alum. That's kind of the risk when you hire a guy like that. Again, he's a star. He doesn't want to be remembered this way. No one does. You, you have to give up the my way or the highway attitude and lean on someone who, you know, has the strength to your weakness. I can't imagine he's gone next year. Sorry, this year, I there's a chance, you know, we're able to string together a decent team. Who knows who stays and who goes? You know, we could wind up getting fairly lucky in the portal. I saw a stat the other day that said, though, if you had gotten like six or more guys from the portal, you weren't ranked. Mm-hmm. Like there are none of those teams. Yeah. Damn. And so you can't really over depend. It's really nice to just develop guys. I might be overly optimistic with McNeely. Gosh, his post after uh, the Derek Queen news was yeah. tough. And reading some of those comments who were clearly just like, avid. Don't worry, Neil, uh, Liam, after we fire Woodson, things will be better. I'm like, that is the last thing he wants to read right now. I I, I can't stand some of the... Dude, I'm a, but in that whole thing, like if Liam's his future is up in the air, if Woodson's gone, dude. You don't, you don't sacrifice the program's future for one player. There's no, and there's no way that that is why he's coming here. I don't like, know. Like, dude, it, he isn't coming here because Woodson has a history of getting shooters to the nba that isn't what it is let's be, let's understand. be real right now he, he, what, what in, in the past in, has drawn him here he's intrigued by big time college basketball by the history indiana offers playing on a big stage um just, i appreciate all that i truly do it, it'll but, be interesting if, if yeah is, i, I, think, if I think, around next year like who's, who's else is going to be around we're gonna have to like kevin mentioned we're gonna have to get some guards from the portal and hope we can hold on to guys like malik because you know i don't think you're gonna go in the portal and get a guy dude, much better than malik um, malik but, freaking but, wearing another jersey is like yeah, that, I mean, that, that would be, prepared, that would be it, the it, most cutting player i've had in today's environment it happens all the time so. i know i know um, i know yeah, we, we got re- we need a whole we revamp the whole guard situation. That's that's Mac. If, Let's go get Mac from Harvard. Get from Harvard balls. He would be an upgrade for sure. He was irritating. That was tough. Yeah. How was the right. season panned out? I, I think he's still lighting it up. Yeah, he's, he's doing like eighteen a game. Gosh, that's great. No, so Indiana has all but like Indiana seems to be losing a lot of cachet this season, guys. Like these are these aren't just wins. Losses are different, and this season has some very different losses. Where I'm just, I do you think assembly like do we always have assembly hall? At the end of the day, how, like how long can this go? And we in assembly hall, still assembly hall. Oh, uh, you got, like I said, you know, I think a lot of the fan base has checked out today. If we roll this into next year, you'll be able to get season tickets. So there won't be much of a wait list anymore. Students will find other things to do during games on weeknights. You know, maybe there'll be good crowds for weekend games. I think fan interest, like I said, will kind of circle the drain if, you know, 12 months from now. We still have Woodson here. I have a feeling it'll be even uglier than this. And, you know, any home court advantage we can hope to lean on will be minimized. It's just really scary. Kevin? It's tough to say. It's certainly the greatest show in town, I'll say that. Even yeah, when, we, when we were really enjoying it, when it was like Cody Zeller to yeah. control a depot to Will You weren't going to win there. No. No. But I will say that it's a giant school. You have a lot of folks who are really, really into the end. Like everything we talked about at the beginning and passion, people loving what's going on. Yes, I think every team has down years. I mean, we were talking about that Matt Roth team. That was rough. Jeremiah Rivers. I remember seeing Doc Rivers at those games where we were just like trash. Mm-hmm. And I still, I think we, like, we beat like Illinois like 52, 56, like uh, in the middle of the season. And the fan base is getting up, right? Like people are excited and they want to, you want to win. Maybe it was a little bit more of an underdog story at that point because the talent wasn't there. Definitely. But 
God. Yeah, I mean, it's that passion. It's the love. It's just watching every game. It's something you look forward to through the little middle of the week. And what I love about this time of the season, the NFL is over. You know, it's cold out. I'm excited to watch basketball. It's just the highlight of uh, highlights of my week, for sure. So, yeah, maybe there's a generation or a class or two that doesn't have that same appreciation. But I don't know how long that can last. Yeah, man. It's it's dire straits in Bloomington right now. You're just hoping the guys can figure it out for Saturday. We just need to see. Uh, like, I've been saying this. I feel like a broken record how much I've been saying just the same shit every time. Just got to hope to God they can get up for the Nittany Lions. What do you guys project for that day? What you thinking? I've got a feeling we'll be about six-point underdogs, well, five and a half, going back to my original prediction a bit. But we're up two at half. Um, I wonder how many times this year we've been up at half and lost the game. But if we up at half, I a bucket and – uh, we'll go on a run and we won't be able to answer. I think I think Penn State pulls it out, you know, um, 78 to 69 or something along, along those lines. Kevin? Penn State's not exactly on the bubble, but they probably have a little bit more gas in the tank than we do at this point. I would like to say that, you know, we're going to bounce back, but I don't see that happening. I will say that probably we're not going to see the same thing that we saw against Nebraska where their shooting was just unconscious. If we can shoot above 75% of our free throws, I say that this game will be very close. But if we have another disastrous line i'm not talking you know illinois three-point shooting bad but god um if we can just hit some damn free throws we'll keep it close i uh, i like us are you <laughs> missing <laughs> no water my oh, oh my god <laughs> tough sound us. <laughs> all right keep yeah. going. if we if we hit our free throws uh, if we shoot above 80% of free throws, I like our chances to squeak out a win. But How many times have we done that this year? Goals, say that again? How many times have we shot over, over 80% this year? Yeah, I don't think once. Oh, oh man. Can imagine. God, remember when Mbako was like 100% from the line? He is always 100%. He's, he's, like, he's, he's a good it's, shooter. It's, it's insane if you removed him from this team what our actual free throw shooting is. I, I bet he's not. No, I bet he's he's had some rough Dude, games. No, he is leading. I think he's he, second amongst he's, all he's, active he's, freshmen in the NCAA. He's time. not shooting above an 85% mark. Dude, he is like 92. He's like 84. <laughs> he is not a 92. Dude, I promise he's one of the best. I think he but was a 92 earlier in the year. Yeah, it, it's just... Yeah, it's just crazy, man. I yeah, hey, I just wanted to do one 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 last thing. We it, it's been kind of a downer just recapping how this season's gone off the rails. One last thing I just wanted to do kind of fun. Uh one player that we remember that you would throw on this team to try to save it. Kevin, you start. Gosh, I wanna say either gosh, it's so awful because he's on the bench, but either like a Matt Roth or a Jordan Holes. And if not that, a that would not help our defense. <laughs> no, it would not help our defense, not a folding chair, but um you know. You know what I'm saying? Someone yeah, who's going to be a veteran and bring just a shot. Consistency. Uh, I would say, all right, I'll, I'll back that. I'll I'm going to end my uh, comment with like I'm going to say Yogi Ferrell. Just have a consistent point guard who's a leader. God, that's that would be answer. valuable. That's yeah, that's that's one of the two correct answers. Um, it's it's him or Oladipo. Um, both those guys, great on both ends. Great energy leaders. Dude, don't, we don't have a leader right now. Team. I we know, don't have a leader. Dude. There's there's not a leader on this team. Both those guys would not stand for this. None um, of it. None of it. It's crazy. Oladipo, Oladipo and Do you know how pissed Yogi would be at this these guys? God. Having yeah. an actual point guard sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. Remember how good Yogi was, dude. <laughs> Even his freshman year. Even his freshman year. He started on a number one seed team. He was pretty good, man. God damn. All right. Hey guys, I can't appreciate it enough. Hey, you guys we we can't on. finish this episode without shouting out the women's team. They're about to be Iowa. Awesome for them. Oh, hell yeah, awesome ladies. Good work, ladies. They put on a show tonight, 83 points with a minute 19 to go. Clark so, hey, let's, let, yeah, we're checking into women's basketball because 
the Hoosiers, the men's team has made it that time of the year. So uh, go women's and uh, Hoosier men. Let's just put it together. Let's find a way to win in Happy Valley. Thank you guys for coming on. No problem. Love you guys. Bye. All right. As for your news segments now, as we do each episode, I'm going to be starting with that Indiana news for you. And just right off the bat, Indiana released a statement regarding the fear of God uniforms and the IU Deputy Director of Athletics and COO Stephen Harper of the fear of God uniforms on the fear of God uniform Sunday said, we're as traditional as the fans are. We like the traditional uniform. You know, Adidas has been a good partner for us in the department and from time to time. They like to do special products that they think will excite the players, excite recruits, those kinds of things. That was an example of that yesterday. Obviously, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We heard a lot of fans that didn't necessarily love those, which we understand. We don't plan on moving away from the traditional look of Indiana basketball, which, again, means a lot to us. He continued saying, I was there. They had unveiling to the players. The Fear God brand that Adidas is partnering with is very hip, cool with students. Yeah, I'm sure hip sounded great out of his mouth. I meet with a lot of the recruits as they come in to tell them about the opportunities that we have in the department. And you'll see a lot of our recruits wearing that brand. So I think it's meaningful to them, even though it's not meaningful to everyone else. Just in regards to defending those uh, Fear of God uniforms. And again, I don't hate the move. I don't hate the move. I bet recruits do like that. I don't I know. These kids are vastly younger than us. Anybody <laughs> who might be listening to me. I imagine they are vastly younger than us. And uh, if those Fear of God uniforms did sell with recruits, I'm all for them. I'm all for them. That being said, if this guy is, if this is some just top of the line fashion designer and that's the font he went with, just some NBA 2K create a team font like that, shame on him. Be better. I didn't hate the try. I just didn't really appreciate the execution. Let's just say that's, that's the official often daunted view on those uh, Fear of God uniforms. On Tuesday, Hoosiers Connect tweeted out their most recently available product to uh, support the Indiana NIL efforts, saying, Introducing a brand new way to support NIL at Indiana University. We're proud to announce a partnership with Starlight Distillery to create the official Hoosiers Connect Vodka. 25% sales of will benefit NIL opportunities of IU student-athletes. Hey, vodka's gonna get bought. Gives people a reason to buy some Hoosier vodka. I'm all for it. You know, honestly, this might be the way to go with the NIL of Indiana currently with the uh, just the way our basketball team is currently going. In order to drum up some funds, it might take appealing to a very drunk crowd. Um, All jokes aside, I do appreciate this move. And I'm probably going to grab a bottle myself. Props to the Starlight Distillery for teaming up with Hoosier Connects to get this done. And lastly, I probably, probably talked about it. I'm, record, I'm recording this actually prior to sitting down with my buddies and discussing the current state of the program. So I'm just going to say I probably brought this up to them, which I'm definitely going to bring that up to them. But again, the Indiana News, Derek Queen to Maryland was announced just two hours prior to the tip against Nebraska. It's, it's Indiana, man. I just don't get it. I saw Maryland's games this season. Maybe 3,000 people were at those games. What the hell, Mike? Like, what looks to be the reasons Queen wouldn't want to come to Indiana? I have to imagine if it was the purse, we probably offered an equal purse. Just based on what I have to imagine their revenue is based on attendance because, I mean, it's just astounding. Mike Woodson put all the focus on Derek Queen in that front court, and it's going to ultimately mean nothing come next season. It's painful, man. We got we have to hedge our bets. We have to hedge our bets, and unfortunately here we didn't. That's why we currently have a class of one. Now I am going to give Mike credit. That one is very spectacular, but man. This Derek Queen loss is such a swing and a miss, and you know it had to come on just a day. Mike, wouldn't, Mike Woodson could not afford to have. Having this news play into the game that we all saw, I mean, oh, dude, what a rough day. Indiana needs to figure it out. 
desperately. And uh, this was just a reminder of that fact. On to that conference news, that national news, just anything regarding those others out there. And we here at the Often Daunted Podcast are officially on NCAA Football Watch as EA Sports is now offering $600 and a copy of the game to all athletes electing to put themselves in the game. I think it's a great way to go about it. Like, honestly, if you're a top-tier athlete, you're just not going to be in the game. You're just going to let all those other guys, like, live out their dreams that we all had as kids. You know, just create a player. Guess what? You don't have to. You're in it, dude. You're going to want that if you're a student athlete, I have to imagine. I think this was honestly a great way of EA Sports to do it. 600 bucks across the board, copy of the game. Now, now you might say, oh, that's nothing, 600 bucks. But that's an average of max 85 scholarship players in each NCAA program. So even more plus walk-ons, if they were to offer those. That is that many $600 payments and games to 134 different schools. $600 a player would mean about $7 million to all of college football to get them in. I think it's pretty fair. $7 million, just because guess what? Even if you don't allow your name to be in, somebody's going to create the roster. Somebody's going to create the roster, and it's going to be available for public download. And your ass is going to be on it anyway. So you might as well just get 600 bucks, put it in your pocket, and have a day. I love the move by EA. This is happening quickly, and I'm excited to see it. In Michigan news, Olivier Nakamwa will elect to have wrist surgery rather than look to finish off the season with the currently off-the-rails Wolverines. Olivier Nakamwa's season has ended, and the Wolverines are left without their 14.8 points per game and 7.1 assists per game guy. Nakamwa said of it, Decisions like this are never easy. Playing with this injury became taxing, and we knew something had to be done. I feel like I wasn't able to finish what I came here to do. However, the support and love for my coaches, my teammates, and everyone involved with this program has been so amazing. He continued, Coming to Ann Arbor and having the opportunity to play for a coach like Coach Howard has been something I will cherish. I cannot thank Chris Williams and his training staff for all he has done for me throughout this season and going forward in my recovery. I am proud to be able to say I was a part of this great university. I am proud to be a Michigan Wolverine. Nice words to hear on your way out, but uh, yeah, pretty crazy that Michigan has found a way to get worse. Olivier Nakoma sitting out the rest of the season. That is one way that Michigan has gotten worse. On to some of the results around the conference. I wanted to start off by giving a tip of the cap to Creighton, who, after losing their previous six meetings with UConn, was able to not only beat UConn, but genuinely whoop that ass on Tuesday, 85-66. to And uh, this season's absolutely nuts across the board. Just this season is insane. Ain't nobody can be trusted to be a true great right now. Pretty crazy that Creighton was able to get such a decisive victory over unarguably the best team right now, UConn. First up, following our last recording, was the Iowa Hawkeyes heading into East Lansing and bumming out the masses in attendance as they took down the Spartans, and Peyton Sanford led the wave for Iowa with 22 points. Booker Minute Watch was in full effect for this one, as he amassed two points on his one attempt taken in his six minutes of play here. Following that game, Wisconsin showed how taking charity is done as, as the Badgers beat Maryland in Madison on the back of a combined 28 for 31 from the free throw line. Max Klesman was perfect in this game, high eight attempts from the line as Wisconsin held on at 74 to 70 at home. Other than our embarrassing outing, Wednesday, Illinois and Penn State faced off, and Penn State was ultimately able to pull off the upset in Happy Valley. Not great to see just how excited that place was, just how excited that place got following that 90-89 win, knowing that we were the next ones up. That, uh, it's truly unfortunate, but Penn State's feeling themselves, and uh, yeah, they're next on the board. Terrence Shannon Jr. in this game with the 35-point double-double. Unfortunately, still not enough to give Illinois the win here. With all of that news out of the way, let's get on to the Hoosier history hit. This is your Hoosier History Hit. For your Hoosier History Hit this week, I wanted to discuss sugar cream pie. Yeah, I I talked the pork tenderloin last week. I wanted to bring up the sugar cream pie. Now, the sugar cream pie is the unofficial state pie of Indiana. 
where it is believed to have originated with Quaker settlers who came from North Carolina in the early 19th century. These settlers particularly settled in Indiana around the Newcastle, Portland, Richmond, and Winchester areas. The Amish would also popularize the sugar cream pie, making the pie easy to find where they populated. In particular, the pie is a favorite of in the Pennsylvania Dutch areas, much as is Shoofy Pie, a similar dessert. Shakers also have a variant of the sugar cream pie. However, as the Shakers had to abandon their community of West Union, Bus Row, near modern-day Vincennes, Indiana, in 1827, their only presence in Indiana ever, between the years 1810 and 1827, it is unlikely that they made the dessert popular in the state. The largest producer of sugar cream pies in the United States is Wicks Pies, whose plant in Winchester, Indiana, makes about 750,000 sugar cream pies a year. They are recognizable for their nutmeg dusting and shallow depth in a disposable aluminum pan. The Wicks recipe came directly from a family recipe originating from the 19th century. The pies sell in 25 states. Just wanted to give a little Hoosier history hit on the, yeah, just the background, early 19th century background of the sugar cream pie, the unofficial state pie of Indiana. Thank you so much for listening to the Often Daunted podcast. This was a blast getting to have just some old buddies on, and uh, I can't appreciate you giving me the listen enough. If you haven't, please subscribe to the show. If you do like the show, please feel free to leave a review. Leave a review, and uh, if you hate the show, don't do anything at all. I truly appreciate you guys giving me the listen. It is always darkest before the dawn. I know I said that last episode, but damn, it's even darker. So man, dawn must be right around the corner. God bless you and yours, Hoosier fans. Take it easy. Lux at Veritas. Down with the Nittany Lions. Go Hoosiers. <laughs>